1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: We were sitting there thinking, you know, they've had three attacks in the first half, scored three goals. Our defending was unbelievably poor for the three goals. Uh, but when you look at the overall performance, you know, when you're in a game and you see the 3-0 scoreline, you think, well, you've been under the cush, you've been battered. Uh, more possession, more shots. Uh, that means more chances. Uh, a, we weren't clinically enough, but the goalkeeper did make a couple of magnificent saves. Uh, we hit the underside of the bar. One's hit the goalkeeper from Lucas' back heel. Quinny's put one over the bar. Uh, but the, the manner of the three goals and the timings as well. We've gone about that quite a bit. The first one and the third one, the timings. The first one's from our free kick, and then you're getting a half-time. You should be 2-0, and as disappointed as we are, you're still in the game. And the conceded one in added time, that was the one that, that really did us.
3: Are we hearing more excuses from Nigel Clough? Are we really just a bang average team that rode of a wave last season and are now being caught out for what we are? Have we got a team packed with players who are past their sell-by dates? Is it the system that's going wrong? And does Nigel Clough need to take more of a deeper look at himself after his post-match comments saying that he picked the wrong team? Tonight, the Mansfield Matters podcast delves into investigation mode after a horror show at Harrogate, which again left fans frustrated and wondering where our next goal's coming from, where our next win's coming from, and whether or not we're in for another season of League Two mediocrity. Are we being overdramatic? I actually can't put my finger on it. I think there's a fine balance at the moment between Mansfield Town getting it right and Mansfield Town doing the inevitable Mansfield Town thing of having something on the cusp of being good and then pulling it away from you. Let us know your thoughts as always in the comments. This is an open forum for you to have your say on your team. It's for the fans. It's by the fans. It's the Mantra Matters Podcast. It's okay. You can look now. Don't worry. Saturday is over and done with. You don't need to worry about it again. Oh, no Wait, We're going to talk about it tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, aren't we? Uh, Let's get all the ranting out of the way tonight here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks, as always, for joining us, uh, for you to have your say on your team. Of course, tonight we will be keeping half an eye on all things uh, not senior cup as the Stags, a very strong Stag side, it turns out, tonight as well. Are currently taking on Knotts County uh, after 35 minutes. They are 3 1 up at Meadow Lane with goals from um, with goals so far from Reese Oates, um, from uh, from Kellen Gordon and from Jason Law as well. James Gale has also had one flagged for offside. If you missed it <laughs> earlier on, at the Stags starting lineup tonight Scott Flinders, Kellen Gordon, John O'Toole. George Cooper, Lewis Page, Charlie Carter, Kieran Wallace, Jordan Bowery, Jason Law, Reese Oates and James Gale. So a very strong Stag side out at Meadow Lane tonight. 35 minutes gone in that one and stagged lead by three goals to one. We'll keep you up to date with that as the podcast goes on tonight. Uh, Let's introduce our panel to find out who else is going to be joining us to talk all things Mansfield Town. Let's go from Mansfield to Edwin Stone and say good evening to Clive Parkin. Good evening, everybody. Good to see you, as always. And let's go from Edwin Stowe to Sutton in Ashfield with everybody's favourite bin man, Alan Wilson. Good evening, Craig and Clive. Good evening, everybody. Or should I say everybody's favourite, Santa at this time of year. He's back in his Santa suit. There we go. Ho, ho, yes, he he is. Well, if it was a child's wish, Alan, on uh, Saturday afternoon for Mansfield to get three (laughs) points at Harrogate, was Santa having a day off? Yeah. (laughs) When I saw
2: the team... I just um, automatically thought there's got to be injuries and there's got to be people either feeling ill, they've gone down with a bug or whatever. So I just didn't I just didn't feel comfortable with the team. You know, there were the players that, in my opinion, obviously, if there'd have been uh, others that had been fit, they wouldn't have been playing. And it proved right in them because then three goals were uh, terrible. But like Nigel said in his interview afterwards, we had plenty of chances to put the ball in the net but we didn't.
3: It was a very frustrating afternoon all round, Clive. And Alan mentioned there, you know, when he saw the team news, he was a little bit fearful. I think we were very, very similar, weren't we? I think we knew it would be a different test to what it was at Rochdale. And it just seemed, again, like another slow Mansfield Town 11.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we have a bogey team there. There's no question about that. But you he, he shouldn't shouldn't that shouldn't be a reason for expecting ourselves to lose and i went to that game thinking we have actually got something to prove here we ought to be trying to turn these boogers over they're not a good team this languishing at the foot of the table if ever we're going to beat them that's the time to do it but mansfield's team when it's on its top form and everybody's available can beat anybody in this league but unfortunately we're not in that position very often and We're not a team that can get a result having shipped three goals. So at half time, we may as well got on the bus and come back because there was no way back from that. Cloughy, I think has been a little bit generous in saying we we had plenty of attacking options. We had a couple of decent shots and their keeper handled them magnificently. But beyond that, we weren't a team to admire. We had a better second half, no question about that. And some, some of the substitutions actually were beneficial. But the biggest problem we've got is our back line <clears throat> the back line that played at harrigan let's put it that way i can't imagine an older three than those i can't imagine a slower three than those and they were just woeful absolutely woeful would have been better putting three traffic cones there I still- anyway that's my rant over we The midfield was anonymous and we didn't have an attacking force. Now, does that mean we had a bad day? Yes, we bloody well did. Does it mean that Clough picked the wrong team in the wrong formation? Yes, it bloody well does.
3: I I had to really stop myself from from biting my lip at the end of the game, Alan, when he comes out and says, you know what, I I probably picked the wrong team. Well, it was bleeding well obvious you picked the wrong team. I think he's been doing it for for a long, long time. I just felt like it was an empty excuse
2: I'm going to say, well, apart from the injuries that he got, that obviously we don't get to know about before the kickoff. You know, you can see the team and you think, well, why has he played him? Or, you know, Kellen Gordon, not quite fit enough. But Reese Oates isn't fit enough. He's nowhere near fit enough, but he brought him on. Now, why didn't Gordon play right back Mm. to have some semblance? Lewis Page played reasonably well when he came on why didn't you start with them because if you start struggling or whatever you can always change it at half time
1: you know but it's just, i'd like sorry to interrupt you mate i'd like to know why our team is so prone to being unfit i'm not talking really, about general fitness i'm talking about either injuries or illnesses and they pop up on the day on the day of the match as well you know he has to change his team as they're coming down the tunnel what is wrong with this squad are they oh are they being overtrained are they just physical physically not up to the mark i've never known such a sickly bunch of brittle players in my life know <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think things like what? that happen clive i mean
2: last january I had, a, I had a spate of injuries myself one of them was my fault But the others weren't. I don't pay to watch
1: you play football, though, Alan, do (laughs) I? No, that's true. I would.
2: I'm just trying trying to, you know, look on the other side. Because like you said earlier on, when we've got a full squad, a full team out, you know, of the players we thought that would be in their positions, we will take some beating and that will come
1: again. But until, until such times, we need to cope. If, when we've got Harbottle in, in the centre of the back there to, to add a little bit of youth and, and, and pace, and we've got two dynamic wing-backs, then the three works well. But in the absence of those, we shouldn't have played a three. We should have played a four. I know that. You know that. Well, I don't see how Clough, with all his experience, can't see that.
3: I uh, think with Nigel Clough, a lot of it boils down to, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, the Clough stubbornness. It's it's historic and it's it's true, and the whole reason why we are setting up in a three in the first place is because Nigel Clough wants to be Port Vale. He wants to be Forest Green. He wants to be the type the sides that bossed the league last se- last se- season in terms of stats, in terms of winning games, and in terms of managing. And for some reason, he thinks we've got this personnel that's so fluid, that's so flexible. It's like play though, you can manipulate it into different bits mold it into different shapes but the reality of the situation is is absolutely wrong we we've not got this manipulation what we have got is we've got in some respects players who are too scared to say no i don't want to play center half i don't want to play wing back what they say is Yes, Gaffer, I'd like to play for you, please, so I don't get transferred to another club. Please play me. I'll play anywhere. Please, please, sir. Please pick me. I'll play left wing back. And I say you, you can't
2: argue with that, though, Craig, to a certain degree, because otherwise they're going to be either left on the bench or sat in the stand and, you know, they're not going to get to games.
3: But that is that is not the way to run a football club, to, to manage a, a, a football club. I've been watching the Salford documentary over the last couple of nights, and it's towards the back end of last season. And again, their thing is they want promotion and they demand promotion every single season. And when they don't get it, they sack a manager, but they don't change the back structure and it's such a toxic environment. I don't think we've got a toxic environment. I think we've got a pressured environment and I think we've got this stubborn environment. And uh, this whole thing about we're missing X, Y and Z, it, it's not fair to, to label it that way because we've got, the reality of the situation is on Saturday at Harrogate, we had the personnel to go and win that game. We just set it up wrong. And I think we've got, we've got to start we've got to start accepting that from a managerial and a coaching point of view and saying we had an identity last season which got us to where we were and we've completely lost that now we're going to hold our hands up and say yep we tried something at the start of the season it worked for a little bit but it's clear now as things have progressed as things have turned out with illness injury whatever it's not working so we're going to go back to, to, to our identity but it seems to me Clive like there is a Damn right, refusal to do it. I think you're right about the
1: stubbornness. I think uh, if you, if you're on form and, and your decisions are being uh, w- successful, then you can be as stubborn as you like, and I don't have a problem with that. But when things are starting to unravel, and they are, I don't think it's I don't think we should be suicidal about this. We we're still in with a, a decent, we're oh, still no. in a decent position in the league, and we're only a, sn- a sniff away from being back in the in the hunt. But we do need to turn some of these daft situations around and shipping three goals like we did is no way to, to to see us make any progress this season. I just think it's as simple as this. Away teams, they, they watch us like we watch other away teams. I assume that's what our assistant manager does because he's never at the ground. But they, they know now that just lump it over the top, get past their fullbacks. They are slow. You'll beat them. Get, get behind them. You know, and that's all these teams are doing now. And if you look at the goals we've shipped in the last half a dozen games, well, more than half of them are not been well constructed. They've just lumped it past us, run onto it quickly, and we've been left exposed. By the time our centre backs have turned round and come back towards the goal, by then the goals in the back of, the ball's in the back of the net. It's
3: embarrassingly slow. I think me and Alan would do a better job. Keep That's your comments. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Keep your comments coming in, have your say on your team. Let's go through a few that have already uh, come in. Um Adam says Ronaldo is available. How well can he defend? <laughs> I mean, you know... Cloughy put him in goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roger says, the bogey team Harrogate strike again. I don't like that bogey team. It doesn't matter. We we make teams bogey teams because it, it it's a psychological thing. We should not have let that happen. Same with, you know, last season when we when we went there. We, we shouldn't have, have let that happen either in, in either of the two games. Uh, we are a bog-standard League 2 team, says Roger. That's about it, really. We won't go up, I'm sure. Uh, but we certainly won't go down. And Jamie says, "I worry for Saturday, Wednesday. Have got a lot. Have got loads of pace." Let's uh, delve into this a little bit more because I think one thing, Alan, for me, which is uh, which is becoming clear at the moment, is I've said it for a long time: we are an average League Two side who were on a crest of a wave last season, and with a little bit of luck, a little bit of momentum, a little bit of um, um, to- togetherness moved forward on this crest of a wave and got to where we were we were found out on a number of occasions last season but fortunately because of the momentum it didn't cost us too much what we've done this season is we've not I don't think we've recruited properly to get the right people in place to continue that and we've not started afresh you look at some of the games at the back end of last season I remember being at Tranmere alongside your good self last season you know Shipping goals for fun late on. We played with this attacking flair. at least last season, when we were in that crest of a wave, with the exception of Wembley. When we lost games, we lost games narrowly. We lost games by giving it a fight. What we have lost now is 11 players on the pitch who look like they give a shit.
2: Yeah, well... <laughs> It puts you in an awkward position because I don't totally agree with that, and I don't totally not agree with it. If you know what I mean. Last by the year, way,
3: just trying to stir things. By the way, just trying to stir things up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I last don't year. Not agree
2: with my own statement, but they, you know what I mean. We didn't have uh, Oatsy injured. We didn't have Maka injured, and they are kingpins of this team. If they were firing on all cylinders and we hadn't got any injuries. I think would be seeing a totally different state of affairs of where we are in the league. But these oh. things—just a minute, Clive. Let me finish. It, these things happen, and as such as they are happening, let's get it right before we, you know, before we move on. We've got to, like I said earlier on, we've got to cope with what we've got. And I agreed to a certain point what Craig's saying about, you know, we haven't got the right players, you know, or the right system,
3: whatever you want to call it. I feel but like until, I need to. I feel like I need to clarify what I said, by the way, when I said that the players don't care. <laughs> of course they care. What I mean by that yeah. is last, last season, we, we, we go a goal down and straight away it was right, come on then, lads, and we'd zip yeah. six or seven passes together. We'd have a couple of shots at goal, but there isn't that, that this season. We lack the attacking flair. We lack, we lack that fight in us. It's almost like we get punched. We stay down.
2: I just don't think we've got the team to do that at this present time, in my opinion
1: what i was going to add alan is you're right we didn't have oaks missing we didn't have Macca missing last season but
0: they are key players
1: yeah these are key players we've all accepted the key players i'm sure Clough will accept their key players why then with the recruitment have they not tried to make cover for those places instead they've just bought a ramshackle mishmash of midfield players um and i just think the recruitment is is open to criticism I don't pretend to be better than the recruitment team we've got, but I, I get the impression that what happens is a phone call goes out to Burton Albion and they say, it's Mansfield here. Have you got any players out of form? And ideally anybody that's cropped, because we'd like them. Thank you very much. That's probably exaggerating this situation, but
2: I I think that wells
1: that wells run a bit dry now. So I think yeah, very tongue in cheek. Now, of course, the recruitment needs to be better than it has been, and I don't think it was a right thing to have uh, a load of midfielders, assuming they could play in every different position.
3: You can't be chalked. You can't be chalked cheese and chocolate at the same time. And I think go on. uh, Oh, no, I was going to no, Karen, finish your point because I was going to say about the latest from the county game. So Karen. That's
1: OK. Well, all I was going to finish up by saying is, yes, if we understand that these key positions are vital to the success on the field, then surely it would have been a wise investment to make sure we got those key positions covered because people do get injured.
3: In far better news, we have just scored a fourth at uh, Notts County. No idea who scored it. The tweet reads as follows. Mansfield extend their advantage in the closing minutes of the first half. After a scramble in the box, it was turned into the back of the net by a visiting player. So we don't even know our own players. But there you go. Uh, anyway, um, let's go back to uh, the, 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 I'll say first team, the the, the matters from Saturday and the, the debate which we're currently in. Keep your comments coming in. I agree we haven't got that recruitment right and uh, it's the same as last January. I think Realistically, last January we got somewhat lucky in our recruitment. We, if we deeply analyse it, we were put on a high by securing who uh, a player who at the time in John Joe O'Toole was a star player for us. Completely different player this season needs to shave his hair off, and then we'll get the O'Toole that we know and love back. Um, We then didn't really add much, and then we got you know the surprise edition, the fluke edition like winning 20k on the lottery, you know, when you think you've won a tenner, of Matty Longstaff coming in, who added a bit of name clout to it. And then, of course, Jamie Murphy as well, who came and did a bit of a favour. And Ryan Stirk, And we had Ryan Stirk from the start of the season, I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did yeah. yeah, And Ryan Stirk, of course, last season as well. Um, but I think, you know, what we had last season was in January was a short-term fix. What we failed to do was go, we're in a really good position now. Let's get players in who we can then look at in the summer and progress it on. We took one step forward in January to get a good squad with some deep cover, which we needed at times last season. And then in the summer, it doesn't feel like we've done it. We've added more players into midfield, which was the the last area we needed to add in in any part of our squad whatsoever. We haven't recruited defenders properly and we relied on playing one striker in in resorts we have not done our job properly and i'm completely with you clive that the recruitment nowhere near good enough and if it's not strengthened in january and it is clear that we cannot survive on an 18 man squad or whatever nigel clough wants to number nigel clough wants to put on it if we fail to do so in january then we might as well say that we are not a team who is capable of Pushing for the top three, pushing for the players. We'll become a team that may occasionally flirt with the playoffs. But in reality, we're a mid-table side. Invest. Well, it's
1: clear that we have players that keep getting injured. So if you've only got 18 and a 19 to start with, you're never going to have the depth of squad you need. And, and whether I agree that these people shouldn't be injured or not is irrelevant. They are injured and therefore can't be chosen. And then you're going to have players who go out of form. You know, and don't deserve to be to be chosen to, to play. But with with the circumstances that Clough has made for himself, he has very little choice. If Aikens is out of form, he still has to play him, mm. and the poor lad gets dog's abuse for his performances when he has when he's playing well. Never never mind when he has a really bad game. So, I think the, the and Hartigan don't even ask me what his role in the game is. He's supposed to be an expert deliverer of a free kick. Yet to see that, but anyway, never takes him, does he? He's never, never allowed to take him. He always gets. And, and you him. know, if you've got so you've got nineteen or so players in the first team squad, you've got some out injured. some will be out of form for any given. They're going to get the occasional suspension, and you've got one poor lad who can't get picked for love nor money.
3: Yes, captain. And never lets us down. And he's captain today down at Meadow Lane. Yeah, and do, and also has scored today down at Meadow Lane as well in Jason yeah, Law and and uh, Gail scored again. He, he had a
1: hat trick in the previous round. If I correct, if, I, if yeah. I understand correctly, why wasn't he brought in to replace Oates or well, at least given the chance to, to to go for it? I know it was a bit of a longer term investment. I know we've signed him on a longer contract. Both very good things, by the
3: way. But there are times you just have to bring things forward. And I have what, to say,
1: what could it cost us to put
3: him at centre forward? I have to say, as soon as Rhys was, you know, injured and we, we knew we were facing a bit of time without him and then Will Swan gets the bug that he gets, Alan, it does baffle me as why Nigel Clough then decided to stick with um, with Ollie Hawkins at centre-half and didn't whack him straight back up top because he doesn't need to be playing centre-half. All right, maybe on Saturday you, you, you could argue it in terms of personnel being unavailable. Clough says that Hewitt, you know, pulled out of training on Friday so didn't want to risk him. Personally, I'd rather risk him... And have to take him off than bring him on. I think that makes more logistical sense with five subs. But the point I'm making is we've got enough players in the building to be adaptable at the back and to still be solid enough at the back to alleviate the problems up front. We're leaking at the back because we've we've got too many slow players. But we're only leaking at the back because we've got sod all in attack. I that rhymes. Might put that in a ditty. <laughs> I'm just wondering, I'm, you know, in the uh, wherever George Cooper's
2: playing. Kettering. Kettering, is it in his contract? You know, or the loan agreement that he stays there and he can't come back, because I mean, George Cooper
3: would have. Oh, I uh, know. Yeah. George and, Cooper could have come back. Yeah, and you know he's playing. He's again playing tonight um alongside O'Toole. I think he's a tremendous talent. I George Cooper is another one like Jason Law who deserves an opportunity, but. Again, I, you know, I was pleased at the start of the season to, to get him out and get in game time, and he gets regular All game time and that's and what they need. Yeah, plays week in week out circumstances, get him back. Yeah, that's what the recall clause is, is there for. You can always loan him back out again to non-league yeah. clubs. That's that's how non-league pyramid works. But hey, what do we know? We're just three blokes who are sitting in talking about football. We don't get paid to make the managerial decisions, no, we pay. To watch get it, frustrated
1: by them. <laughs> in
3: which, we, in where the money get. You know, tr- uh, yeah, I'm just trying to cause. Yeah, an we don't. Argument,
2: we don't, don't know what goes on behind the scenes, do we? We don't know. We what don't know, know. Are. We don't know this. We don't know that. And but do we have want to use our own opinions.
1: On that subject, Alan, you get to to uh, a game in Harrogate, and you're thinking, why isn't Hewitt playing? Why is he? He's on the bench. Why isn't he playing? Now it would been nice to know the circumstances. Yeah, I'm not suggesting you should write to their the opposing team manager and tell him what the situation is. But it really isn't. To me, he was the best player on the park when he came on. He's been the best player for us week in week out this season, in my opinion. He's certainly player of the season as far as I'm concerned. And we miss him. He got. He was a one person with a degree of fluidity and pace, uh, and uh, he makes a decent wing back when everything else is normalised. And I just felt that there must have been a good reason. I'm sure there was a good reason why he didn't start him, but he brought him on later. On the subject of substitutions, he should not, in my opinion, have brought Oates on. All that could have happened in that situation was Oates get injured. He was yeah. never going to rectify the 3-0 scoreline. That would have been une- un- you know, unexpected. And my view is, you you bring him back into football like tonight in a game like that. You don't bring him back when you you you're playing a physically strong team. By the way, they were a very small team and much stronger than our big lads. But I uh, have
3: to. I think I know the answer to why he brought Oates on. To be honest, Clive, I think he brought him on to try and sweeten the travelling to appease the crowd yeah yeah well there's nothing wrong with
1: trying to do that either um but that's never been his attitude in the past you know he's, he's always taken the view that i do the right things because i'm a professional manager not because i want to keep people happy well if that's true that's true and i, I go along with that but i'm just thinking about the team we got i mean on uh, on the <laughs> during this awful game we had perch i love perch to death but his legs Me have too. gone yeah and he should now only be a bench warmer in my opinion and bring him on when required we've got the mad Irishman he hasn't got a match in him anymore so we can only expect him to give us an hour so why put him on at the start I don't expect understand that I really don't understand that and you know we had I'm, I'm gonna sound like I don't like the lad. I just think Ollie Hawkins is a strange animal He's neither fish nor fowl in my world. He, He's not, I don't think he's a dynamic centre forward. I think he's a finisher with his head and, and occasionally with his feet, but he needs a level of service. Now he can get that service from free kicks and things. So I can see why the, the, the gaffer keeps him in the back line because we're a bit thin there and he can always be deployed for free kicks and, and set pieces. But as a central defender, he's great anything that's in the air coming at him anything coming in any other direction on the floor or to his right or his left he's buggered and in that's the absence like, of having some sorry in the absence of having somebody quick at the side of him it's a liability leaving him like that and it's not his fault that's selection
2: that that was going to be my point you need somebody quick at either side either when we got the triple h factor there were no problems no if, we got if, one if, either if, side
1: um, if um hewitt was there that's somebody that's quick and can help out and obviously the young lad from Nottingham, when he's not injured, he's got a degree of mobility that, you know, is worthwhile. Text message. We should never have got rid of Faz Ross in my book, but I don't expect anybody else to agree with that one. <laughs> Craig's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and that I
3: mean we we, we we did the right thing in getting naughty. <laughs> then... no, why am I why am I leaving? Why don't I just do why am I leaving? Don't switch me off. Don't <laughs> switch me off. I'm sorry. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, should we delve back into some more comments? By the way, I just realised that those listening to the audio version will have no idea what just happened. I threw my headphones down and walked off. Uh, let's go back to some uh, more comments. Jamie says we play two square all the time. We need midfield uh, midfield players who can put a tackle in and a defender who can too. Adam says the current is the current is fine margins. It's a slight change in circumstances with injuries and availability, plus a real centre-back in January to turn the corner. In the new year, could be different. it could be a different picture with Johnson not back-sold for money. Um, Tim says the whole defence problem has never been properly addressed while using Hawkins. Is Clough af- afraid to play young players, says Jamie. Tim adds anybody would have been a good centre-forward as we haven't played with one so far this season. I do struggle to think about when we you know we've, we've had the options there to play some real good attacking players in good forward positions but we don't tend to do it um roger says i spoke about uh law last season um as he'd continued through uh, and it's continued through this if i was him then i'd want another club yeah absolutely think about his age and wanting to develop um tim says you don't get paid for the managerial decisions you make that um that Clough then follows um, following in the following game. Um, Roger says they can't do any worse than uh, play Gale and Law at the minute. Adam says, is that a text message? Uh, Adam says, Hawkins not fish nor foul. Two fouls at Wembley. I love I love Clive's <laughs> analogies. Uh, Tim says, great, ride, great rant, Clive. Agree, almost 100%. Uh, as well, yeah, keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. Half time, by the way, in the not senior cup game, uh, where um, the stags were four one up, and the second half has just got underway, uh, with uh, resoats and Lewis Page both making way for that one. So, 45 minutes apiece, uh, for them in that one. Uh, we'll keep on it throughout the rest of the podcast over the next half an hour or so. Um, I want to go to uh, some of Nigel Clough's comments, um, from his press conference, um over the last couple of days, he says we're not clinical enough, but unlucky. I don't think we are unlucky. I just think we are not clinical enough. And I think that comes down to um, the way we are. It goes a little bit back to the identity thing, Alan, for me, of last season. I think we've got to, you know, taking Sheffield Wednesday out of the equation and Everton under-21s out of the uh, equation, you know equation as well because of the two cup games by the time the next league game comes around we need to be in a position where we're in a settled formation with a settled team we were good last season when we got on the crestal wave because we had consistency it's the same thing i yeah. mentioned the show documentary earlier on they never get they, they never progress because they never have consistency um through their ranks and at the moment we lack it and i don't think it is down to unavailability sometimes I think it it is down to trying to put pieces in a jigsaw which don't quite fit I think we can find consistency if we go back to how we were I think we should play three at the back at home if we've got the players available to do it but away from home especially against teams like Harrogate we should be playing with a, a back four we should be playing direct and we should be playing physical because that against teams like Harrogate is how to win their central defensive midfielder, who was almost playing centre half. He's two foot four. You stick Hawkins up there on him <laughs> or Bowery on him. He's out of the game within two minutes. I Knock, thought it was you.
2: I feel I feel a bit sorry for Bowery as well because you know he he's yes. not half the player it was last year, and I don't think that's any fault of his own. You know, well, it's, I'll say it, this, Alan,
1: about Bowery and um, Aikens: they're big units, but they're not aggressive enough. They get bullied. I I disagree with uh, Aikens. Aikens can put it about a bit when he needs to. Well, he was responsible for the breakdown in an attacking move in middle of the park that led to their goal, and he got bullied off the ball by someone half his weight. Now, yeah, he didn't get tired. up. But he he complained. He complained on the floor instead of getting up and racing after it, so trying to correct this, his error.
3: I don't. I want to jump in for a second because that is half the issue as well because. We have this thing of moaning about referees a lot. Clough, Garner does do it a lot. We've heard it a lot in the uh, the evening with this talk about referees. But the fact is that is not going to be an instant fix. It's you have to change how you approach the game. And the case in point was the the goal where Aikens gets bullied off the ball. He he's on the floor. He's remonstrating. He's wanting a free kick. He's not going to give it. Play to the whistle. We all seem to stop Good and job. then don't react. You have to place the whistle. If you place the whistle, we don't concede that goal. I'll just be a devil's advocate here. With the team that
2: he put out on Saturday then, where would you have played them in that position, assuming, you know, that they were the only 11 players that he'd got
3: feasible to actually start the game? Right, well, I need to look at What would have been your team? Give me a second to look for the starting lineup because I want to make sure that I, I get it correct. So if I've got it written down in front of me on paper. I can tell you exactly how I've. Yeah. I mean, of then you're of...
1: assuming that we would have chosen the same eleven that he did to start.
2: The no, game, but
3: what, what I'm no, saying that's is if, if, because that's what that's what he
2: us. chose the players that he'd got. In his opinion, you know, like uh Hewitt wasn't. I definitely fitting started with Hewitt. Yeah.
1: yeah, but he wasn't
2: fitting up for ninety minutes. So. I'm saying the 11 players that actually right. were on the t- apart from number two, Ryan Hartigan. <laughs> did you see TG? I did, yeah. It was
3: laughable.
2: Right. Number two,
3: Ryan Hartigan. And Alan, while right. I've
1: got your attention, can I just say that you are wonderful as an announcer compared to that piece of dollop that announces at Harrogate. The man's so full of himself. Their PA system is loud enough to make your ears bleed. And he made a right cock up with one uh, announcement. He got he was announcing a substitution in the ninety-sixth minute. Oh no, seventy-six. No, ninety-six minute. Oh, hold <laughs> on. He, he went to pieces. It was the eighty-six minutes, it happened. But he's—he's yeah, he's got one of those voices that you just want to plug.
3: Yeah, well, anyway, that, <laughs> that's, that's
1: your opinion. You know,
3: some people have faces you just want to slap. Well, he got a voice you just wanted to plug. <laughs> right, I have my answer for you, Alan. Okay, you know, thank you. It's a sim. It's if so, you're saying that if they're the 11 players that I have to start because, yeah, the, the circumstances and the situation, it would have been solved by one simple switch. It's called formation, yeah, right. I would have played obviously goal, but I've yeah. gone for a back four, Perch played right back at the very top level, right, playing right back. O'Toole, Hawkins together at centre-half. O'Toole much far much more comfortable playing in the two than he is in the three. I say it week in, week out. Wallace at left-back. All yeah. right, there's some people that disagree with Wallace at left-back, but we're playing, well, we're playing devil's advocate. It's the only choice we've got. yeah. Hobson's choice. Hartigan then sits in front of the back four in a 4-1-3-2 formation. Uh, then it's Bo Tang, Maris and Quinn in midfield with Quinn supporting Wallace down the left hand side with Bowery and Aikens up front. Job done. See you later. Where's my money? <laughs> well, I haven't got a problem with that. <laughs> I haven't got a problem with that
2: at all. I would like to see Bowery up front where he belongs because I just think made, that's where he
3: needs to play. It just made no sense in putting Bowery at right wing back for, for that, that game. Again, You if you start, for me, if you put Bowery and Aikens together as a pair, yes, you're thinking, right, we've got two physical lumpit strikers. We've not really got anybody that's going to run in behind. But that's what Marison is there there for. That's what Boteng's there for. That's what Quinn can get forward and do. And hey, therefore, Mar- it, it takes their two-foot central defensive midfielder, who, by the way, bosses the show week in, week out, because no one's got the balls to go in and clatter him um, <laughs> out of the game. And he was, he was on a yellow, weren't he,
2: after about exactly. 10 minutes? Yeah. Now Barry's got some pace, remember?
3: He has. He needs to. He can shift. He has indeed. He has indeed. Oh dear! Do you know what? <laughs> we can laugh all we want, but we're not football managers. And you know, yeah, exactly. I, I know, sometimes you know they must listen to this podcast at, at points and go, "What the?" The hell are they talking about? And you know, we we've got our right to an opinion, and it is all opinion-based. We might have done that, and Clough might have done that, and then we might have got tonked four or five-nil. And then we turn around saying, Well, why is he not played three at the back? It you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But what I think what what underlying in it all, Clive, is we just want to see a little bit more effort, a little bit more consistency, and it being a little bit more tighter than what is fast becoming a broken sieve like defence, with the pace of a retired tortoise with one leg.
1: Yeah, just putting that aside, the the tired, slow defence and the three goals we shipped on Saturday, let's put that aside for a second. We have lost some momentum, and that's what's frustrated everybody. Um, We had perhaps over-expectation this season. I don't think we should be guilty of being expectant, because we finished last season perilously close to getting what we aimed for and uh, we had such a lousy first third, then logically, if you have a better first third, you should be where you were aiming for last season or better. And we have actually had a better first third. So all is not lost, but it's just the feeling we're all getting. The trajectory is wrong. And it's things that are annoying us that we can see or believe we can see that the manager doesn't actually see or doesn't agree are important. Um, I think somebody on on here said that, why, why didn't he play Jason Law at left back? I'd have, gone, I'd have gone along with that. I think Jason Law needs yeah. to be used. I've said that the time or two when uh, Mac are injured,
2: you know, before Wallace came I mean, along.
1: Jason Law was not injured. So he was one of the few on the bench that was completely ready. And yet yeah. he, only, he only brought him on grudgingly, as I can, as uh, in my view. And I think he's preparing him now for the shop window. I think he'll go in the January yeah. window. Um, yeah. And I think, it's, well, I'll be very saddened by that, but I think... I'll be pleased for the lad because he needs to get out of this club. If Unless there's a radical change of thought, he needs to get out. Hmm. And he's the longest serving
3: player. Ironically, yeah, he is. And he's the player who's probably played the, the fewest games out of... Uh, and, you know, we've had some bad times. We had a bloody awful Irish manager that
1: came under the wrong circumstances and turned out to be uh, hopeless in, in the post. He's now down at Newport doing quite well, apparently. But what he did, he, he actually recruited well. And i think my biggest criticism of this regime we now have and it's a quite it's quite lofty as a regime it's it's a it's a broadly based management team we've got i think a luxuriant management team for a league two team like ours is that uh, they haven't recruited half as well as they should have done and given we have a we have a permanent professional recruitment person on the books i I don't know what where you get payback on that i really can't see it myself but I don't see behind the scenes, as you will tell me, Alan. And, and you know, this might be like one of those um, swans that never don't appear to be working very hard, but the legs are flapping wildly under the waterline. It may well be. There's an awful lot of work going on, and come January, we'll all reap the benefit of that. Let's see.
3: I doubt it. I, I I'm know. in agreement with Clive. I think we've got too many cooks in the kitchen. I think we've, we've got... Clough has built up this luxury backroom team around him, and sometimes I just think there's a little bit too much going on and if you're going to put a recruitment team in place I think you live or die by the players you recruit Botang's come in he's he was a good he was a highly rated player um, and you know he, he got a little bit injured at the start of the season uh, he's come back in now he's trying to get game time we bring Hartigan and he starts off well and he's dropped off because they don't play well together we've got too many players in, in the midfield areas we've not recruited strikers well enough we've not recruited defenders well enough I know we're probably working on a budget and we, we things are, are we, we've got things like that to con- consider. We've got to get rid of some players before we can bring in other players. But I don't know. I just think there's, there's we, another factor here. Here. I,
1: I agree that the club is obviously trying to work a, a responsible budget. Uh, and like every other club in the league, they've had a difficult time because of COVID. There's no question about that. And uh, that has set most clubs backwards. But not all are behaving in the same way. And that's fine where i would like to just point out is our gates are about a hundred percent up on what they were before COVID. Probably, probably more and that brings money into the club that the imagine shirts that they're selling brings money in the club and they keep running out of stock so there must be people buying them and uh, you know there's all sorts of things that are better financially than they were I don't think commercially the club's found its feet yet. I don't think it's, it's got to full speed. There's been changes of personnel, so you've got to accept it will slow down a bit. But there's so many commercial opportunities that go wait, get, get wasted in, in, in our club. But we are, in a, we are in a stronger position than we were. But I don't know whether that can sustain um, the um, backroom staff that Mr Clough has with him. Back in my day, you'd have a manager and a man with a bucket.
3: But that was it. <laughs> I think it's all about sort of seeing the results it we said for a long time that it was a a process I think and this was my fear at the start of the season and I made no secret about it a number of times during pre-season we went from having no expectations because of where we were under Coughlin and, and what mess we were in to now getting to the plough final and being so close to league to, to League One. Cheers, Ollie Hawkins. Although, let's be honest, we were never getting promoted as soon as Port Vale got through their semi-final. And uh, now, our expectations have gone from from nothing and enjoying the ride to, oh, all of a sudden we want to go one better and be in the top three. Because Nigel Clough was asked the question, where do you want to be? And he said, well, we want to go one better than last season. What One better than last season is automatic promotion. When he was asked the same question the season before, it was, we are going to try and get promotion. And the emphasis were on was on try expectations and Mansfield Town fans do not go hand-in-hand. Hand. It's a repelling magnet. Well, look at the uh, fans' forum
2: and the question I asked right at the end of the forum. And what did all the three people
3: say? Is that the one where um, Garner didn't want to answer it? No, the other one.
2: <laughs> No, that was the other oh, one. I, I genuinely thought he was going to that get off the at one one. point. No, I asked him, I said, if you got a free £50 bet, where would you put it? And where would Mansfield Town finish at the end of the season? And they all said, top three.
3: And that's not impossible. No, it did less likely than it was. I'm going to interject. It is if we keep playing like we did at bloody Arrogate. We can't do that every really. week. <laughs> well, I don't God. think we can
1: play like that again, in fairness.
3: The problem is, <laughs> I mean, I, I could spark another rant here. And Ooh, Why uh, don't you?
2: That's what it's for. All
3: right, oh well. <laughs> Be honest. Hand on heart, do you think this season, in the games that we've won, that we've actually outplayed a team and walked off the pitch thinking, you know what, this is a a really, really good side? Have you had the feeling that you had last season in terms of our energy and our capability to beat teams? Because I can honestly say I haven't.
1: No, I agree with you, Craig. We've scrambled wins. I have occasionally. Ironically, we played one team off the park and lost. That was very early in the season, in uh, in London. Late norian Late norian How we didn't win that game, God only knows. And everybody who was that game witnessed an improbable outcome. But these things are going to happen, I guess. But we've uh, we've not torn anybody apart like we were capable of doing last season. That's my and point. that's because we haven't had the striker uh, strikers uh, potency, I think, as much as anything. You know, at the beginning of this season I said very, very confidently we should win this league, or we we'll certainly get promoted, because of the real quality we have in our midfield. And I still believe those players I was thinking about at the time are the backbone of our side. I know you agree with me on that, Alan. That you know I, the they're there and if if they're very available and fit, they should always be written in fairly the, quickly on your team sheet. And you build the problem around is
3: them. the problem with that is the way Clough has set up with the three the three at the back, the three, five, two, or whatever. That doesn't allow that midfield space to be fluid like they were, and as adventurous and as prolific and as effective. That's the word I was looking for. As last are you, season, are you in
1: favour of the diamond formation, then, Craig? Or, or the or the double inverted dodecahedron?
3: Because I mean, I just think football gets too complicated at times. Um, Listen. I understand why Clough went for three at the back with wing backs because it is effective in this league against certain teams, and certainly at home when we had the unbeaten um, run and that fear factor about teams coming to one core Stadium, I was bang up for that. Um, with, and I say this is as, as a underlined bold, high big font if as you like caveat with the correct personnel and the correct positions. Mm. If you've not got those available, it should not be played. And our identity and why we were so good last season is playing with a solid back four and then allowing the midfield to be creative. The formation of three at the back swamps the midfield and it doesn't allow those midfield players who we've said constantly are the heartbeat of our side, the engine of our side, to act like an engine. What it puts them as is almost like a a Flintstone-style feet on the floor. They'll get going if it's downhill. But uphill, they've got no chance. I've
2: always said, and you you'll back me up on this about four four two. I've always said I'd like to see Mansford any team play. If I was a manager, <coughs> providing I'd got the players, I'd I would play. Uh, you know, play four four two. But I was getting you know moved across to the three at the back because when we had Triple H, but that was the only reason. Get four four two, and I think it's a solid. You know, a, a solid statement where you can have 4 4 providing, like you said, you've got the players in the positions.
1: I mean, when we have played teams that on paper are inferior by talent to us, what have they done? They've put four four two in place. Yeah. Two strong banks of four. You know, if you look at Hartlepool, how did they get away with uh, their visit to the mill recently? Mm. They just had two very solid banks of four. Uh, Curly got them working well, and they pressed, and they pressed, and they beat us because of that. They didn't beat us, but they they def- defied us. Yeah, and uh, and I think you're right, Alan. If you've got no better ideas, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, four four two is a starting point. Mm. You can then look at your midfield and see how well they cope with three, and go for four three three or whatever, or you can stretch it forward and backwards into a diamond. However you do it, I think unless you've got flamboyant and very uh, uh, agile wing backs. We shouldn't be running with a three at all. Mm, I?
3: Completely agree. I think another thing to, to, to look at as well is if you again you look at how we were successful last season, it is by playing fluid football and not having fear going forward. We have a fear going forward at the minute. We don't we pay one two, too many extra passes. We don't take shots we don't get balls into the box is that because we're missing outs? there's a possibility that was, of that. That was going to be my point greg there, yeah. there is a possibility of that but you've got will swan who all right he's he's, he's he's ill more times than uh than anything else but sick note you, you've you know you've still got players in there who were creative enough and who are good enough to play in forward attacking positions we just don't attack enough we were good last season in terms of Going into games, we always knew when we went in went into a game that if we lost a game, it would be by a narrow margin and we'd come off the pitch having given it a, a bloody good go far too many times this season. We've walked away thinking, why on earth have we wasted our money on that? And that becomes a problem. But the only reason we say that is because our expectations are from here, down at the bottom, raised to the top bar again. There is no middle ground. It is so frustrating because I feel like an absolute awesome Because in a week or so, I'll be. If we get a couple of runs together, we'll all be sitting here saying, "Yeah, everything's good. Everything's great." But the crux that's because have... it's
1: an emotional game, and we we we, yeah.
3: we we react to
1: situations emotionally. That's nothing wrong with that.
3: But the crooks, the, the crooks. You don't always they're...
1: get it right. We sometimes react completely wrongly. I mm. mean, that's down to ignorance as much as anything. The and point I'm is... more than happy to say I got that wrong. I just want the somebody po- to prove it.
3: The point, yeah, exactly. But the, I think the the overarching point is, before we move on to our next topic, final word on this, Alan, is the fact that our expectations have moved and collectively you've seen that in in terms of the number of people going to away games. SSA are regularly filling two or three coaches per away game now, rather than struggling to fill one. Season ticket sales have soared up, shirt sales, etc. soared up. There's a, been a big uplift in support for Mansfield Town Football Club, but Mansfield Town Football Club as a squad, as a depth, as a movement on the pitch, haven't moved with us, and that's the problem. The expectation is there; the ability is not quite in line with it yet. Yeah, we've just got to give it chance.
2: In my opinion, we've just got to give it chance. I don't what want mean? to argue. With, I don't want to
3: argue with you because you're you're Santa, but
2: <laughs> you can
3: we, we, can't. No, we, we can't. we can't. Yes, we've got to give it chance. But also, we can't do. We can't afford to do what we did last season, and, and that's give it chance game by game. We sh- we had the chance in the summer to evolve. At this point now in the season, we should know what trajectory we're on. The trajectory we're on at the moment is a lie detector test. It's trying to find the balance, and at some point, it's going to plummet. I don't. I can't see where we're going to go on the uplift unless. I I give up. I'm out. Mansfield doesn't matter anymore.
2: I'm done. No, but on that, on the same basis, Craig. All right, you get to January, and we're still eighth, ninth, whatever. And Nigel Clough has got two people that he's got in mind. Right, he's got two centre backs, two lovely youngish. Get them both. Get them both now about 24 yeah. years old whatever they've been playing reasonably well wherever they've played and Nigel's managed to get them it brings them in it puts Hawkins up front without possibly we start and these lads these lads tick tap they're going to take time unless they're lucky to bed in right what happens if they don't bed in and we've got you know two lads there two young lads who's put out all possibly and somebody else out of their playing positions that's playing at the moment it's just a matter of wait and see and see what happens but, but I, I don't, don't... want to
3: wait and see we should be
2: here now <laughs> yeah. we're that far away from
3: promotion for God's sake
2: yes last year but nothing stays the same Craig does it
3: it should though shouldn't it?
2: <laughs> who'd have put Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia to beat Argentina today hands up I mean, whoever did has just cashed in. So. <laughs> exactly. You know, things, anyway. happen, things happen. We'll see what happens in January, if need be. The bottom line here, back. fellas. Let's get it? Clark back. Let's get the others back.
1: The bottom then, line you know, is Mr, pharmacy, Mr. Clough.
2: We can, we can come on here again. We'll see what we're talking
1: then. Mr Clough places great store by having a clean sheet. Because with a clean sheet, you can't lose. Yeah. And we just have become incapable lately of expecting a clean sheet. With exceptions. I was gonna say uh,
2: with exceptions.
1: Well I mean we got one at Rochdale, didn't we? And uh, I think, you know, we could claw out I mean we are clawing out to Windsor. We won at we won at Barrow with a clean sheet. We won at Rochdale with a clean sheet. They were lousy games.
3: Yeah. But again we're not we're not turning teams over. We're not no. like, Rochdale we should be turning them over. Barrow, we should be going there and, and getting to we far too often we're not prolific enough but I don't know. I want to stop. I want to stop this debate now. All right, stop. It's you know, Because I, I, some of it's going to come back and bite us on the backside, isn't it? But do you know what? That's all about what it's all about. I think, to be honest, I think I'm letting a bit of my normal anger get out today. But it, there you it's go. Just opinions. It is opinions. Football is a game of opinions. It is. And Nigel Clough Nigel could be listening to this and, and turn around and say, "Well, you know, you slagged us off for not being, uh, you know." potent enough in front of goal yet Jordan Barry's just bagged the fifth at Notts County so there you go we're now five <laughs> one up in that one uh, right uh, final comments uh, on that Richard says our expectations should be high off the field we have a great investment we are getting over 6,000 for home ma- matches best chairman in all four divisions and a good manager how many times do we give it a chance should be flying this season oh needs to get a-, a haircut says Roger his long hair has made him soft No words Roger on. Not mine, but I do agree that he needs to get a trim. Right, let's uh, move on to some any other business. We've spent far too long having rants tonight. Um, you know, we've been saying for weeks that we need to bring un, uh, extra bodies in to um, get us uh, a little bit of strength in depth. We've done that. Lewis Page signs on a month-long deal, similar to O'Toole last season. So we'll have him till the end of December, sort of time. I felt he played relatively okay in bad circumstances um, at. Um, at uh, wherever it was on Saturday at Harrogate. He's played 45 minutes at Notts County tonight. Probably won't play, I wouldn't imagine, at Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, but we'll see him at Everton. I think it's good that we've added some experienced left-footed balance in there, Clive. Someone who can actually play in the left-back and left-wing-back position and also can play left-side centre-half. Options.
1: Yeah, he got thrown in the deep end at, at Harrogate, though, didn't he?
3: Mm.
1: I think... Um, I think I understand taking him on, and clearly they not taking a huge financial risk. You only know, giving him a month. Um, and he has that time to prove himself. But he's apparently trained with the squad for two weeks prior to that, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got a fairly good feel for the lad. And I, I think that's a good idea. And if, you do, if we do an O'Toole with him, then I'm happy with that. But we um, we have to, between now and the January window, we have to find a solution to this. And, and that's going to be reliant on players playing as well as they know they can. And uh, stupid mistakes being wrung out of the the, the back back kit line,
3: and uh, hopefully some of these fragile players will heal up. Yes, indeed, Alan. Quickly, your thoughts on uh, Mr. Page?
2: Well, from what uh, what I saw and what I heard, I thought he did reasonably well. Because he I mean he came on in the second half? He kept a clean sheet, albeit we were three 0 down anyway, but. There was no goals scored in the second half. So you can say
3: theoretically, it helped do his job.
1: We were um, a better side in the second half. Yeah. We?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what I like about Alan. He always brings a positive spin to everything that's negative. So <laughs> Mr. Positivity. Uh, right. Talking about Mr. Positivity, he's still top of the podcast predictions leaderboard, by the way, although he's joint points with other people. We'll reveal oh. who in our episode before Christmas, which we've still got a few weeks left. In fact, We'll give you a table update next week at the end of November, see how standings are going then. Sheffield Wednesday, though, up on uh, Saturday in the FA Cup. We've taken on League One sides before and we've conquered League One sides before in the FA Cup. Let's put things right from Harriger. and Alan, let's kick us off with this week's podcast predictions. I'm going to go 1-1, Ooh,
2: okay.
3: 19th minute. Okay, Clive, over to you.
1: My first ever away game for Manchester Town was Sheffield Wednesday away in the fourth round of the FA Cup back in 90, 90, whatever it was. We lost lost that game 4-0. I think we'll lose this one 4-0.
3: Okay, right. And the first
1: goal will be in the 11th minute.
3: Okay. I have to... Pessimistic Craig is back. Um, I am also going to go for an FA Cup exit. Not... At the uh, same sort of level, I think we will lose uh, 2-1. The first goal will come in the seventh minute. I think it'll be an early goal. Um, And don't forget, if you want to play along with podcast predictions, you need to do so via the link in the description. Right, very, very quickly, let's talk all things SSA and away travel. Lots of coaches, Clive, going to be there on uh, Saturday to uh, Sheffield Wednesday, it'd be a bumper crowd. I think they've even added some more tickets on sale. Am I well. thinking
1: we've we've got a coach to look after,
3: Craig? Yeah, we have. Yeah, so uh, if you get on our coach, behave. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yes, there are. We uh, we we do have the uh, the pleasure of uh, doing that, and um, we've got some certain things to tell you about uh, on that as well. I'm going to get the details up on my phone in uh in a second uh tickets also on sale alan for uh, everton there you go on sale yes. i believe uh tonight and i have to say um again you know as much as people perhaps uh slate the uh the the competition and things like that um it's one I of those you've they've, they've done, the, done it absolutely spot on yeah yeah we're a fiver yeah five and three isn't it which is really 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 good They're just hoping to get bums on seats, won't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, there's a fair few want
1: to go from Mansfield, I
3: think. Yeah. Mm. Right. Of course. Right. Let's uh, tell you a a few details uh, for uh, the trip to Sheffield Wednesday. uh, That if you're travelling with the SSA, of course, Sandy's will be open from 10 a.m. Serving breakfast clubs, uh, Cobbs. Travel for SSA members. All SSA members is a tenner uh, and you must produce your SSA membership card before boarding the coaches. Clive is going to be very strict on our coach. No card, no no cash payment of a tenner. That's what you're, you're going to implement, now, aren't you, Clive? Unless they give me some chocolate. Okay, yeah, I'm open to bribery as well. Uh, so make sure you bring your membership card. Uh, the club car park will be very busy as well. We expect that there's going to be... Uh, extra limited spaces with that probably the monthly driving school there as well so uh, if you are travelling and you can get there together please uh, do that um, and also as well due to the mass amount of people that are going to be travelling yes, the SSA are asking uh, kindly asking that you do not rush towards the coaches volunteers will be on hand to direct you towards a coach where a steward will collect your travel fee prior to boarding the coach all SSA coaches are family friendly and no alcohol is permi- uh, is permitted and um, please listen to instructions from SSA volunteers who are on hand to help and get coaches loaded quickly and safely. Abuse towards volunteers will not be tolerated. Uh, reminder that coaches leave at 12 noon for Sheffield Wednesday. All SSA members uh, travel for a tenner on production of your membership card. Non-members travel for £20. If you want to travel with us to Everton, departure uh, from One Course Stadium is 2.15pm on Wednesday the 30th of November. Amber members and junior members travel for £15. Blue members are £20. Non-members are £25. And if you want to book a seat, here's what you do. <laughs> You ring 079...
2: Or text, is it? oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven.
3: You can you ring, ring or text. Don't ring. Please don't ring. Text. No, text, yeah is it? Yeah, you can ring or text, but prefer text is preferable. Right, are, we, mean, all, are we all... We'll rant- run... Sorry on Clive, carry on. Go on. I was just going to say, the
1: person on the end of that telephone line gets swamped by phone calls. It's not fair on them. She's a volunteer. She does a mess. Much better if you text it, because she can... They're, they're automatically recoverable, so she can get back to people in a methodical yeah.
3: way. Absolutely. And a reminder as that well, please don't, please don't message the SSA or leave comments trying to book a place because you won't get a place booked. Uh, messages aren't monitored. Um, comments don't work. It's a little bit like playing podcast predictions. Excuse me on here. If you meant, if you enter in the comments, it doesn't work. You must text or call preferably text on this number from Alan Wilson. If you missed it. Oh, seven, nine, six, seven, six, Superbly done, right? Anything else you want to rant about before we
2: before we leave? was what's latest score, please? Still yeah. five one.
3: Five one one 74 minutes played in uh, in that account. In, in I counter. think we I think we might be progressing
1: in that competition, don't you? you I think I think I think we will. It could be a good conf- confidence boost. Well, it's it good to have a game like that at this time. Yes. It really is. And likewise, these two cup competitions couldn't have come at a better time because. To a certain extent, you were you approach the games differently and take some of the pressure away from the horrible post match feeling of losing badly against a team you should have beaten in the league. Oh, and I think uh, if we're lucky enough to
2: progress with, against Everton under twenty ones, I think the draws this coming Thursday at four thirty on Sky. What
3: from what against Everton? What in the Papa Johns? Yeah. I think it's this Thursday, the 24th. I was going to say, yeah. you because you were talking about not seeing your cup for me. I was saying, when a not seeing your cup got to do <laughs> with Sky? <the> guy? <laughs> yeah, it it, it's
1: close to the, it's the other day after our game because our game got put back, didn't it? The yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: the That's good. We don't have, well. have to wait too long to look, know who we might have been playing.
3: <laughs> Optimism, dynamic Look at what you would have won. <laughs> All right, Jimbo, in park down, park down. What is it? Stay out of the red. Start of the black and in the red off. No, no nothing of the red and in the this black. game for two in the bed. That's the one. It's a belt Jim. That's it. <laughs> you get nothing for a pair. Not in this game, on it. That's uh, that's play Listen your card to right, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go because my my mind's gone to be honest. Um <laughs> we've, we've had a rant TV we've programs. Got, we've got some stuff out of our, our, our system. Uh, again uh, And are we all positive about the future? Yes we are. of course we are. You know we only, we only have a rant. We only get things out of a system because deep down Mansfield always matters. Win, lose or draw Correct. we're gonna fight the team wherever we are. So just all put right. it right on the just put it right in the bloody pitch, please. Please. Please, please, please. Goodbye. Well, that's all we've got time for tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast. My thanks, as always, to the panel and for you guys at home for getting involved. We'll be back on probably Sunday or Monday as we look ahead to the trip to Everton in the Papa John's Trophy and the knockout stages of that is Wembley on the card. So we're going to turn our fortunes around. Or are an under-21s team going to knock us out of the competition on a very big stage. But before we can worry about pizza, we've got to worry about the FA Cup and taking on a League One opposition. There's going to be a lot of Stags fans travelling to that one. It will be a packed away end at Hillsborough. So make sure you make some noise and, of course, get involved with podcast predictions. The Stags have done it before by taking out League One teams. Can they do it again and turn their fortunes round after, let's face it, a miserable few weeks? for watching the Stags. As always, you know what you need to do by now. The link is in the description and you must do it no later than one hour and one minute before kick-off on Saturday afternoon. Thanks, as always, for watching, for listening. Make sure you give it a like, a subscribe, share. Tell all your friends all about it. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.